Welcome to Post Status Excerpt, where each week on a silver platter, we provide you interviews, tidbits, information, lots of stuff for the WordPress professional to consume. But before we get to the main course, may I offer you an entree in the form of this week's great sponsor. That sponsor is GoDaddy Pro. With GoDaddy Pro, you can manage your clients, your websites and tasks from one single dashboard. You can perform lots of great things like security scans, backups, remote updates, all of that. And you can check up on more things like site performance, monitor uptime, analytics. And then you can use all of this stuff in GoDaddy Pro to send to your clients. Yes, you can actually send this data to your clients and make it look like it was your idea with your reports. So GoDaddy Pro is free, designed to make your life better. Check them out at poststatus.com slash GoDaddy Pro. So as soon as I saw this particular post, which you did on November 23rd, it's called, Are We in WordPress Community Version 3.0? As soon as I read this, first of all, it clicked with me, and I knew I was going to talk to you about it. But you start off, it's a very simple post. It takes a minute to read it. If you are listening to this now, you should pull over to the side of the road, you know, stop watching your children, stop paying attention to the world, take five minutes to read this, and then come back to this, because this is basically all we're discussing so mm-hmm. I'm going to allow you, in your own words, to explain, I think the easiest would be version 1.0. You know, as I thought about this, and I'll just preface it a little bit. This was after listening to Corey Miller and Josh Strebel talk about the acquisition of Pagely. So I listened to the podcast, and they were talking about community, and I started thinking through, because I would thought about this before, so... Right away, I thought of what version are we at? Because you know, <laughs> and version, these, yeah, Ver, you think like, version because we're into software, right? Most yeah, people, would and think, then it's yeah. like I, I even do a change log for my website. I've gotten into change logs because I think they're so cool and they can be yes. more than for a product. I, I do change I logs have. for my kids, but yeah, I mean that's another yeah, subject. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but that and I love that. It's so I, I thought okay, the version, the first version is yeah, it's when WordPress it was before my time you know, cause I didn't get into it till 2017, but I thought there was that time that WordPress was new and it was doing its thing. It was, you know, the little bit of glitter in Mullenwig's eye. And, you know, that was it. It was just as simple as that version 1.0 is those first few years as it's kind of found its legs. That would cover the years from about 2004, I think to about 2009. Yeah, yeah. Um, based on yours. And I used 2004. I don't know if anybody wants to go back earlier, but that's when WordPress 1.0 was released. 2004 to 2009 was the first generation. And I can tell you that I was, I came into WordPress maybe around 20, like encountering the software itself around the version when themes came out. So I'm a little fuzzy on that. I was 1.3, maybe I'm going to say 2005, maybe 2006, somewhere around there. And my dates could be off. So whatever. I wasn't in the community. I was just by myself. And I really didn't get into the community until maybe 2007. So I am kind of in the middle of that version 1.0 because WordCamp Miami was started, like we got together in 2008. Me, John James Jacoby, who was down here and a few other people got together. 2008 is when we started rearing up WordCamp Miami. There was no foundation or anything like that. So version 1.0 was, there was no WordPress foundation. There was maybe a couple of WordCamps going on. At the end of 2009, our first WordCamp Miami, 
would have been over by then, but we had no rules. We had people nationally would come because there were just so few WordCamps existing at the time that you just expected the entire WordPress community to show up. It was, it was that where it's like, are you going? It's basically, there's nothing else to do for this month. Let me, let's get, let's go down to Miami. That's how I remember the WordPress community at the time. I remember any of the big contributors. There were very few names that you associate with WordPress contributions. There was Mark Jaquith. Uh, he was a big name that you would talk about during contributorship at that time. But it was a really big pioneering days. Mm-hmm. I remember WP Candy. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember yeah. WP Candy. Yeah, I do remember them. Ryan, yeah. I believe. I remember they covered our first WordCamp Miami. And they were just a bunch of people typing on laptops in the back. And I didn't know that <laughs> I, if I man, if I knew them at the time. And our first WordCamp Miami actually had a lot of people from the internet community involved. Like people you would probably not no longer see at eventual WordCamps because it was just generally about blogging, customization. I did my first BuddyPress talk, but it was just a room, maybe of 50 people. Um, Mm -hmm. listening to my presentation, but there was the WordPress community at time that was just so young. You would probably, anybody you saw at that camp or the few others at that time, that was the WordPress community in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Anyone else that was doing WordPress at the time was just fiddling with it. You could go up and literally ask someone about a core ticket and it would only be maybe a half a dozen people that you would go up to or recognize and ask about a core ticket. And they were and there wasn't like a big committee back then or a big there was a team back then but basically you're, you the most of the team was sitting in the same room as you there was no con- <laughs> contribution there were no contributor days or anything the people were actually right. committing code i think to wordpress during the conference during the talks so that's how like fly by the seat of the pants it was so that to me was wordpress version 1.0 mm-hmm. um, everybody kind of knew everybody else it was like one giant meetup yeah, and a exactly. Lot, and a lot of the rules, the red tape or whatever it is you want to call it, just simply didn't exist. Social didn't exist. Social networking really didn't exist. Friendster, I think, was the, the hottest thing in social media at the time. And the, and the iPhone didn't come out to 2007. One of the biggest things was just seeing your website on an iPhone or mobile device back then, too. So that, to me, was version one. And thank you for allowing me to indulge you, Bob, because I thought oh. you were part of that. And I just didn't see you because I've just taken it. I've just assumed you've always been around. <laughs> it feels that way. <laughs> so version two there is. So version two, according to your post, takes you from 2010 to 2018. And this is your, this is your version, right? Right. It really is. Because when, so I started dabbling in WordPress in 2017. And so I was coming from, having run a business or I was still running a business. I was in the, I think 15th year of it, a marketing design business. And I was looking at WordPress for blogging, for creating sites, you know, building sites. Cause I wasn't a developer during that time. So I, I was involved with like the business community in those years, which was in real life. You know, you lived in a community and you related with other businesses. And in the early, around that same time, there was a, online site called biznick.com and it no longer exists but it was a very unique one of the first endeavors in bringing people online and it started in seattle and it actually grew nationally and was a bit international and it did a mix of in-person and online events and you'd network and you'd you know comment and talk to each other on it and it grew quite a bit and then it you know i'm not getting the whole story of that. But that was where I started to learn more about 
or actually delve more into the online community, WordPress just segued into my life easily because I was already, you know, thinking community, you know, there's some kind of community wherever you go. Of course, open source was very different to me and it was very embracing and it was like, wow, this is cool. You know, people are so different because it's not these chamber of commerce meetings. It's just a different feel to it. And I, you know me, I just started diving into it. And by 2010, I said, okay, I'm going to totally close down our other business and I'm going to create this other brand. I came up with Bob WP, which, you know, some people looked at me at that time and said, you know, kind of, why are you doing that? You sure? Yeah. It's like getting a tattoo, right? It's like, it's listen, like, it seems cool now, but <laughs> have you thought five years ahead? And, you know, I, when I started WordPress, I started WordPress at the age of 50. So I was kind of different, you know, I, I mean, I had a different perspective because I was later on in life. So I was looking at, you know, something new and exciting. And I think that time I looked back at it and I didn't realize it till later on in the years when I would talk to a lot of people that had been in the space at the same time. And I realized that they all were saying, yeah, you know, when I really got involved with WordPress was around 2009, 2010, mm -hmm. or that's when I started, you know, there's all the big, you know, Yoast, Gravity Forms, all these ones that started around that period of time. And it yeah. just seemed like it was a time, I came in at a prime time where there was this, open innovation in WordPress where people were doing a lot of stuff and things were coming out left and right. And it was just, it was fascinating and themes were, you know, growing more and more. And it, it, it just, I just dove into it. And I thought I've got to get into this community because it's just seems cool. I mean, the people, you know, who I've related to, so I think my first, I, I don't know if I did a WordCamp in 2010, but I know I was in Chicago in 2011 mm -hmm. and I spoke at that. And I, again, just went full force into it and went to these, the first WordCamp, my WordCamp and thought, wow, this is really cool being able to, you know, meet these people. And there was such a natural I, I don't know what you want to call it, but everybody synced together. It was like, don't worry, wow, we'll, we'll flesh yeah. it out. We'll flesh it out yeah. because uh, yeah. this, this is part of the reason why I want to get into this overall, because I mean, I don't, you know, we'll go into each, we'll go into a little bit more depth on each one. I was just trying to make sure, you know, for somebody who hasn't read the post is not listening to me and reading this first we have. So, and here's also about that time period of two, when we say, version two was around 2010, right before 2010 is when Sandhills development, awesome motive started. 2009 is actually when WP beginner was launched by Saeed. So mm -hmm. like we say 2010, and I think that was a good cutoff time because I think in 2009, it, it needed a little bit of ramping up. It didn't, we, and a lot of other companies too. I'm just picking Sand. It's amazing. Sandhills and, um, Awesome Motive and WP Beginner started around that time in late, I think late 2000 science. So version 2.0 started in 2010. According to your post, it ran for about eight years till 2018, which we'll get to why in a second. And between that time, like I said, it's when those companies that we, that the mergers that were and acquisitions that we're hearing about today from quote unquote big companies, a lot of them got their start at the beginning of the 2.0 era. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah, so I think that's that was a perfect time in your blog post to kind of, you know, make 2009, 2010 the next cutoff point because I think like earlier what we just talked about, everybody was just you know, like, if you had a problem with WordPress, and people weren't really starting to build really good businesses around WordPress in version 1.0. If you were building websites and if you were making good money, you were usually just a big good agency or you're just building websites. But then 2.0 era started with companies actually building commercial products with plugins or for tutorial sites. And that's how I think, that's how I saw reflecting back because I was too ignorant to realize what was going on at that time, how 2.0 started. And that kind of, like you said, when you got into the game, 2016, 2017, near the closing of that particular era, it was going full force by then. I mean, there yeah. weren't really a lot of acquisitions happening in this era. It was just a lot of businesses being created. Right. And there was a lot of people that I've met that weren't necessarily, you know, like doing the big business or doing the big products, but they, it was still amazing how many, yeah, I started my agency around 2009, 2010. Yeah. So that just, that number kept coming back at me. And I thought, wow, I, it made a lot of sense because it's how I felt when I got into it. It was like, okay, something's happening here, you know, and I seem to gotten into this at a really prime point in time. That, that period too, probably saw the biggest or maybe most noticeable jump in WordPress market share. Also at the same time, you had Web 2.0 kind of take off in that same time period. So between mm -hmm. the social, between the boom and like the overall span of tech. And I think this was when other competition from WordPress started to get a little further in the rearview mirror too. I think movable type was by this time period probably fading in terms of, I believe, I can't remember exactly when they changed their business model, but I believe it was early during this time period where you had this other, you had your choices and Joomla and Drupal were still very strong in this era, but they were becoming, it was becoming the big three in terms of CMSs. And at that time they were all the top three, they were all open source. So that's, and WordCamps too exploded. I think once we got to 2012, 2013, that's when you saw a lot of first-time WordCamp startup. And WordCamp, because I, I think by the word time the WordCamp Miami got to its fourth or fifth year, that's when we had to start coordinating with other WordCamps, you know, around the same time period to make sure we didn't right. overlap and all of that. So, and we had yeah. buddy camps and we had our first kids camp, I think was in 2015 or something like that. So by the time that happened, and I forget what WordCamp Arizona, I think I went to my first WordCamp in Arizona was WordCamp Phoenix. And I believe that was in 2013, maybe. I don't know. I have to Google Ice Lose WordCamp and figure out what, yeah. what year that yeah. was. Yeah, really, I know. <laughs> so that was 2.0 from 2010 to 2018. So Bob, when tell us about what transition from version 2.0 to 3.0 in your blog post made you land on 2018? You know, I think it was, there was a lot of, I mean, it revolved around what WordPress was doing technically. I mean, you know, Gutenberg 5.0, all that stuff, because there was that huge shift at that point. I think that people just started, uh, I don't know, the, the, the climate changed and how people looked at it. And there was a little bit more, you know, yeah, people were anti this or they were, you know, reluctant of this. And is this changing for the best? I, I feel like, things were changing in WordPress that affected the community in a lot of ways positively. And in some ways people were a little bit reluctant and things were starting to get more into that mix of, 
and you know, not the boom like it is now with acquisitions, but we were starting to see, you know, let me explain it this way. And this is kind of a strange way to explain it. Maybe people won't really get it. I always say I used to work in the real business world and that was outside of WordPress. And I'm, it's a little bit of sarcasm there, mm-hmm. but it's how, you know, regular business works, how it runs, how, you know, people get acquired, corporations, all that stuff. I've dealt with it in the past. I felt like that was a time that WordPress matured and Thus, the community had to start to accept that in the sense of this is becoming big business now. You know, this is becoming a bigger thing than, sure, it's open source. Still, there's that community. There's everything that WordPress is, but now more and more people are taking note of WordPress. More and more people are wanting to get into WordPress, and it just... From the, around that time, I think it's just has grown more and more the attitude, uh, you know, and it is, it's a lot of people have pivoted or changed their mind on WordPress during that time. And you saw more of that, I think, and maybe it always was happening, but it was just vocalized more as far as, you know, oh, I don't like the direction it's going now, or, you know, I don't agree with it. And and that was cool. That was fine. I mean, everybody's got a right to, you know, do that. And also the other thing I think is this was when you think of all those people that started in 2009, 2010, that really started, this might be the moment they start thinking of different transitions as well, because they've been in it for a while. And that transition may be, to an acquisition and maybe getting out of the space entirely, moving on with their life in another direction. However, so I think we saw that bunch of people that were so in our view and in our, you know, that we saw them day in and day out, maybe after, you know, this period of eight years or nine years or whatever, Mm -hmm. they were ready to start flipping things a little bit in their own business or how they approach WordPress or how they approach their business. Well, and we're going to get into the community now more. Now that we know where, when we talk, we say version one, version two, version three, again, version one was from the beginning up to 2009. Version two is kind of like 2010 to 2018 when Gutenberg was launched. And then version three is pretty much present, quote unquote, present day, right? And who knows? We may talk about another version. We'll see what our I'm going to open up our, the post-status conversation we had in here like a day or two ago, too. But so let's talk about the community a little bit in terms of, and it sounds like to me, when, when we, both of us are kind of old timers a little bit, we're both remembering back when the businesses were just starting to get off the ground. Would you define version 3.0 as, as basically more commercial? You know, in a sense it is, and it's probably viewed as more commercial because of the nature of open source. So bringing bigger businesses, bringing the model of, you know, business growth acquisitions, how normal, I don't want to say normal, but how businesses in the real world (laughs) exist and how they get together and how they merge and how they, you know, whatever direction they go. I think it's become a little bit more commercial, but I don't know if that's the exact word. It's because it's, I I think some people would say that. I I really think they would define maybe 
that and they would define it in the sense of a negative connotation too. Mm -hmm. that commercial has become too commercial. And that's kind of in the eyes of the, you know, beholder. Let me play devil's advocate for a second, because once money gets involved, it's like whenever it's, it's, how do I explain this? Like if I have a good friend, I, and if I have a laptop, I'll give him the laptop. I won't sell him the laptop. Why? Because he's my friend. And I, if there's something goes wrong, I don't want anything to damage that relationship. So when money comes into the picture, closer relationships tend to get a little bit more complex in my experience. That's just my experience. So do you think part of the, and we'll get into the good old days slogan in a second here, but do you think part of the resistance or part of the maybe just general uncomfortableness of this new version that you call it is because it is more commercial, therefore money, you know, money, hiring, acquisitions, all of that is together. So therefore, when you go up and talk to someone at a WordCamp or you don't, you know, you have to be careful what you say. You have to be careful of how you talk outside of a conference room. You don't want to say the wrong thing or be viewed as this type of person, which makes it a little more awkward, which limits it a little bit of your freedom, which makes, again, goes back to you being a little bit more comfortable. Do you think that has anything to do with some people reactions? You know, I think you're, I think that's a, I think it's pretty spot on because it is, it's, you know, there is that level of walking the thin line. Sometimes you don't want to, you know, you maybe felt you didn't have to walk that so much before you could be a little bit more open. And now there's too many fires that could ignite. I think the money. Yeah. When people see now, I don't remember ever back the valuation or what you would think of, you know, we don't know often what, how much these businesses are being bought for, but the reality is, yeah, now we're seeing that there is some tied dollar value to these businesses that have done amazing stuff for, you know, close to a decade or or less. And yeah, that money kind of gets you like, whoa, you know, this is all feeling not the same. You know, and it can be for some that it can be kind of a creepy feeling. You know, they feel like money is corporate and money is commercial and, you know, money talks and that's what drives everything. You know, a lot of people are doing their businesses and that what drives them is to actually make enough to survive and have a decent life. Or because or somebody's on stage talking about a certain subject because they have some sort of financial gain indirectly perhaps, mm-hmm. but even there's, right. so sometimes I feel like some people don't take, I'm trying to find the right words here and I swear I'm not going to edit this part out because I want people to hear the awkwardness in this conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. It's well, that person is doing that or broadcasting that because they have a business to run or their business is doing this in the WordPress space. And you know, that, you know, that can be understandable in other industries, but for WordPress, I think it's kind of new. If you've been around it a long, if you've been since version one or the early days yeah. since version two, I, yeah. I don't know. I've heard it, it. We'll talk about offhand comments in a little bit, but I, I, I piece together some of the comments from Twitter, some things I hear over my shoulder at WordCamps. And, you know, and it's a very fine and respectable group still, but I know that you know, I put on WordCamp Miami for years and sometimes I get questions like, why is this person on at this time? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's purely coincidental. (laughs) Often it's purely coincidental, but Mm -hmm. I get asked, you have to be more conscious of that back now than you were 10 years ago. 
And because right. I think it all boils down to money and companies and expansion and, and all of that. But, there, you know, and which kind of leads me to my next question for you, Bob, in terms of money, just, uh, you know, even if you put money aside, you know, we're both community managers, not just with not just with me with WordCamps, but, you know, my 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 daughter and my wife, they hold other communities and I've seen communities grow over the years. I handled the local meetups along with a few other people, too. I've seen things grow. I'm also... I, here's a side note for you. I use Apple. Pro, I use Apple products. I wouldn't consider myself an Apple super fan, but I've used Apple products there. for a long time, like since Me I was too. in high school. And I've done PC Windows over the years, but I mainly I've mainly been a an Apple person. But I've noticed through the years, even before the iPhone came about, this was way before the iPhone. Apple came out with the iPhone when they were almost a bankrupt company. I've been with them, but I noticed over the past decade, as the company has gotten bigger. And this happens with other companies too, but in particular with Apple, in my experience, they've gotten, people have gotten more outspoken, more bold in their comments and clickbaity too, and opinionated. And whether or not that some of that is based on truth and, you know, Apple, like any other company is not perfect, but it seems like the bigger you get, the more criticism gets thrown at you. And regardless of what, I can't think of a company that has gotten bigger over, you know, given enough time over the past 10 years that has not had criticism leveled at them. And I feel that once you get to a certain size from a community standpoint, not really from a business company standpoint, market share, but that obviously has a factor into it too. Once you get to, once a community gets to a certain size and grows and you start to see bad actors just because maybe it's the scale and it's and maybe when it's smaller they were always there but it was just harder to see for them to blend into the masses for example and we'll take that we'll take this as an example bad actors what do you mean by bad actors there's always people that want to scam other people or users and in when the wordpress was in version one very few times have you saw people trying to scam other people because the community was so small right the it didn't seem to happen very often and and same thing for like Apple and WordPress community. It didn't seem to be a lot of people trying to take advantage or try to steal this. And, you know, because, you know, Windows was the big vulnerability you wanted to target because a lot of people used it. I th so here's my question for you. Do you believe that any community, once it reaches a certain size, is going to have certain problems? Like not just bad actors that want to scam, but just critics that just maybe feel like they need to, they feel like their job is to probably call out a company once it gets to a certain size? What do you think about that? Oh, oh I think that's right on. I mean, it's, it's so obvious because it's like success breeds, I don't know if there's actually a saying, but success breeds craziness or something. Okay, it, well, it I'm going to use that quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, success breeds craziness because it does. The more you become, the bigger you become, the more of a target, more touch points you have. Yeah. And you become that target. You do. And more people are going to be attracted because there's some people that they live for that. They live for the big names or the, they, they want to be in the limelight in that community, but in a different limelight as a bad, bad actor, because that is, it just, you know, reproduces itself it's going to it's going to attract people and and all it takes is you know a few to start it and more and more are going to enter and that's what i i've thought over the years is this is growing into what probably every community does grow into it's huge how can we not avoid i i, I think of 
I, I could step back to the time when I was, you know, not online. I was in a business community that was a real life community town. And as that town grew bigger and bigger, more businesses moved in and there were more literally jerks that were running businesses and would come in and they would always be there at whatever meeting or something, criticizing something. So it's not anything new. I think it's very, one. I hate to use the word natural, but I think there's no way around it. I think with growth, you're just going to, that's going to happen. And you have to, you know, the best you can do is, is you know, as, as long as we, and, and you don't want to ignore them, but, yeah, you don't no, want to you don't feel want to the ignore. fire. Right. And I want to make a good distinction here because not everything – I say negative things about WordPress all the time too. In fact, I have created memes around certain things in WordPress that still annoy me <laughs> to this very day. And, you know, you know, like the number of admin notices on a, on, a, on a dashboard has gotten me more likes on Twitter than I probably know what to do with. So there is – one. One of the natural things that comes when you when your community grows is that there is more to criticize. So there is, you know, it goes perfectly along with yes, a lot of the criticism that's leveled against WordPress is legitimate, and everybody has different viewpoints, and they're coming at it mm-hmm. from certain different angles. Somebody from this industry is obviously going to feel stronger than someone who comes from this industry, and so forth like that. But I just think that part of this, I think what has been a staple, I think, in the version 3.0 is just the, has been maybe a little bit more cynicism than that I saw in the previous two versions. Exactly, yep. And as much, and like I told you, I think that comes with, I write that off as scale. Like I said, dealing with Apple in terms of like, you know, they were just a bunch of people, friendly people helping each other out on forums and all of that back in the day, just like we were like in the very early days of WordPress. And now there are so many people. And because I guess a lot of people have so much writing on WordPress, too, that sometimes naturally it does come off as, well, if my entire business, if my entire life is running off of WordPress or companies like Automatic that, in my mind, influence WordPress to a certain degree, then I should be the one or I should be in a position to say what I want or, or be critical of this or that in terms of leadership and ownership and all of that. And I'm not right. saying leadership and ownership isn't a bad stuff in and of themselves, but it's not something that we saw in previous versions of the WordPress. Right. And I think we also look at WordPress where it came along in the, in history. I mean, you know, short history, but we are, if you think of back from 2010 to now, how social has brought on the aspect of being able to vocalize yourself and it has brought out people's that wouldn't normally, you know, you would, I mean, I could look back at, again, I'll go back to way back, you know, at a chamber of commerce meeting, we're all sitting around in person. Nobody's going to jump up from different table to table saying, Hey, you know, that business sure does suck. Or, you know, why are they doing that? Or why did they buy them? Why is this all going on? Now we're to a point where we're all behind. We all, we all got an opinion and we got a, we got a place to make that opinion. So that has grown just historically in technology. I mean, you know, that has happened. So that, and right along with it, WordPress has grown. So it's almost like this, 
they're both on the same level. Yeah, more people are able to get online and say exactly how they feel. And most people are not shy about doing it. So what do you think? Here's a thinking question for you, Bob. What do you think the WordPress community has today that it didn't have back in the early days? Boy, that's a wow, that's a good question. I think there's just more wow, that's a tough one because I think it I think it has okay, two two things. One is it has more voices in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying voices as far as negative and positive and neutral voices. I'm talking about right. voices worldwide diversity mm-hmm. countries all these different cultures that are coming in i think that's really has changed things and i think it's changed for the better obviously and again kind of historically you know hopefully getting where there's more you know things are a little bit more equal i know they're far from being equal but well, there's, everybody there's a lo- yeah, there's a table, right? Everybody gets yeah. to come to the table and hopefully that right. table has grown in size with more chairs available to fill over the years, maybe. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's that. And I think innovation, I think it's just, I think people feel, even though sometimes we feel that it's, there's so much stuff going, you know, there's so many plugins. How can we do more plugins? How can we do this? But again, naturally over time, I think we have a lot more at our, disposal as far as being more innovative with WordPress than, you know, back then. And that again is not necessarily the WordPress or the community is just how technology has evolved. So I think we, I think WordPress benefits from the time it's in because of everything that keeps turning and sure we, there's changes and maybe some we don't like and some we do like, I think, you know, in the end, they're still all going in the right direction and how those changes are technically within WordPress should hopefully reflect on the community and they feel like, okay, we're going in the right direction because we got to continue to grow. Okay. was You said two things. Was that both of them or do you remember? Yeah, that? it's really, it's kind of that feel of the, the community and the diversity and mm-hmm. That and then it's the actual more of innovation. I think right, the right now we have. The, I, I really feel like the opportunities are more open to everybody in the WordPress space. Even though you know we think it may be overcrowded, I think there's still a lot. Okay, so here I asked myself that same question in the shower. For unluckily for <laughs> me, it was a forty-five minute shower because I wasn't leaving till I got an answer. I think the communication from quote unquote, the source has gotten better over the years. Unless you heard Matt Mullenweg speak from a WordCamp or in his blog, sometimes you were a bit, a little bit confused in the very on, maybe late version 1.0, early 2.0 days in terms of, heck, maybe even further on to 2.0 days, what was happening with the project or what was happening with the direction of WordPress? And this was before Gutenberg. Um, you know, there were improvements, you could talk to people on contribute, you know, talk to contributors and all of that. And there were new sites keeping up. But I think once we started getting into what you call the version three, once Gutenberg ramped up, but I think especially I think maybe I'll say six months, it seemed like six months after Gutenberg was launched, it seemed like the communication was improving. I think Josepha, I'm not sure when she became, she took her role and incorrectly stayed her role here because <laughs> I don't want to do that. But she is, she has acted like a director or a project, like an overall project manager. I'm not saying that's her role, but she's been acting like that. She has been part I, for a key part of the communication now for a while 
in terms of trying to translate what the WordPress project is, the general direction of where it's going. And, you know, Matt did do that to a certain extent, but I don't think it was as often or as regular and as consistent as they're doing it now with the blog posts and Josefa. And and there's even podcasts now with Josefa on them and so forth. So for me, the communication and the openness about, especially about core is what we, I think we have today that really wasn't there too much in the early days because there just wasn't enough time to talk about it. Now, don't hate me, Bob. Oh, no, I'm not going to hate (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait, the, the podcast is still young. Here, I'm going to flip the question around. Okay. So what do you think is missing today from the WordPress community, but one looks back in the early days and say, oh, wow, that existed there, or I even missed that fill in the blank? Well, so, I need a long shower for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, I'll get a push. Can we stop this? This is going to be weird <laughs> intermission music, yeah, but yeah. sure. <laughs> sure, so... But, but, but so maybe stalling you a little bit here, you know, when you buy a car and you get that new car smell. Yeah. Okay. So it's gone. And then your car can still be exciting (laughs) and can be wonderful. There's that honeymoon period, but what, and I'm not pushing you into a negative or positive territory here, but what do you think was existed in the early days that you can remember the works community that you don't see that you don't see today as much. I miss a little bit of the, and I don't want to say it's the warm and fuzzy feeling because that's not fair to say. It's kind of a a little bit of the tighter community that was there when I first got into it. And, And what I mean by that is, and let me give you an example. This was very interesting and I'm going to bring up the say the word smaller group. And I saw Matt Mullenweg in a different lens at that event he was walking around i mean it was a smaller group and he was really interacting with people and laughing and he was kind of more in his element because he was with his uh, it sounds weird with his peeps i mean instead of this huge you know multi hundred or thousand person conference and sometimes i miss that and it's it's not an exclusive thing either but those smaller times, I, okay, go back to meetup. I remember the meetups I used to do in Seattle in the early 2000s. We'd get like 70, 80 people. And everybody was so happy and energized. And it was fun. And you were meeting new people. And there was this just constant energy that was going. And I think it's just like probably anything in its younger, I mean, even us as humans. So every time you go to a work camp, you'd meet a ton of new people, a ton of new experts. Yeah, you do. And I kind of miss that. And maybe it's, you know, it's just that smaller, I miss the meetups like they used to be. I, and I know that is just, I'm not even, let's put us COVID aside. It's not even that. It's just that I, I miss that smaller local community that used to thrive, I think, a lot more that's gotten segmented and it's been segmented just because of the growth and because of the community so big and there's so many people you're meeting, you know, in other countries across the globe. There's a little bit of that I miss. Now, whether that could really come back, that's the thing. That's Mm -hmm. a big question. I don't know if it's really necessary to be needed right again, but some, I wish there was some way to still have those smaller... Yeah, smaller groups 
and they don't have to be, you know, word camps. They don't, I don't even know what they are, yeah. you know, and, and that would, of course, would have to be, you know, when the time comes that you can actually do that. But there was something that was just a little bit different. That part of it I missed. And it, I don't know, there was, there was the energy. Maybe that was it. It's kind of hard to put into words. You've attempted yeah. to do that two days ago. And I'm going to share a link in the show notes for a Slack conversation we had and I put up on purpose prior to this. Both Eric and Natalie said something about 2008, 2009, 2010. There was definitely, definitely those were big years. There was some generations based on what people came into the community and what they were doing there. And then you said something around 2010 or so was very generational. There was huge pivots in the space around space around growth during that time. And then someone responded and says that time was very unique. It felt like anyone with the ambition and drive could learn to create something special with WordPress. It wasn't something reserved for only a small group of corporations. And it looks like Eric made that comment there. So if I guess it was, you know, it was a gold rush period, but not just mm-hmm. to make money, but also to make like relationships. And here's the key. When you said that earlier, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, Dave, is David Lutz, mm-hmm. who says, yep, the hippie times <laughs> are over. And it's not meant in a bad way. In my opinion, this is him still talking, quote, it already has started a few years before Gutenberg when more and more sponsored contributors rised up. Also, people became paid from day one when they stepped brand new into the WordPress community. And like he said, it's not bad. It's an evolution. It's got all the way to, it's, he says, it's all got, gotten translating here all gotten too big to handle and i have tremendous respect for the pure volunteers out there so mm-hmm. hippie times are over according God, to dave that. dave lutz here <laughs> so i and we'll put all of those links in the show notes and by the way just to remind you what you said in response you said you could be very well right the last decade could easily have pushed out three instead of two versions when you get down to the nitty-gritty so yeah Wow. Yeah. Hippie times are over. So like I was never, I'm not that old to appreciate the hippie times of the sixties, but I've read about it enough and I can see where there was a time I've heard that phrase repeated elsewhere in terms of, okay, the hippie era is over. Now I actually have to have a real job and a real business. And Mm. that whole time of peace and love was great, but we were young. And do you think maybe that's part of what maybe is missing a little bit from WordPress? Yeah, I think it is. It's, and it's that, yeah, it is that, that time of, of having that, bit of freedom. I mean, and especially if you had the experience of it, you know, if you did, you were, you came in at some point there and it is nostalgic. And I love Dave's everything he said in there because it's true. It's like anything. I mean, hippie times never, you know, except for some people that are stuck being hippies their entire life or something, they're going to end at some point and they're nostalgic and they're good. And you probably know it won't go back to that. You know, you know that in your heart, but and it seems like the harder you fight it, yeah, uh, the, the change is inevitable. And I think yeah, for the rest changes. of the yeah, I think for the rest of the lifetime of WordPress, there's going to be a healthy dose of criticism that follows it. So, so as WordPress grows, it's going to be scrutinized by some people for how it grows, and when the market share stops or there's less contributions or something noticeable starts to slow down, there'll be another round of WordPress criticism. Probably, you know, like the Apple is doomed or WordPress is doomed by probably those same people, right? Do you think people should accept the generational changes in the WordPress community or how should they look at it? You know, I think it's really, I I hate to say it's both ways. I mean, you got to accept it as globally. You got to accept that this is, you know, if you can't be a bit flexible, 
then you shouldn't be in any part of the tech space. You know, you've got to have some flexibility and you've got to not become the old grumpy man and saying, this is, you know, how it was and why will it never be that way again? So, you know, so globally you need to accept it in your own community because how we're all defining community is going to be different. Right. You know, what, how you define it maybe one way, somebody else defines another way. Somebody may have 200 people they think of as this is my WordPress community. You can still make changes within the smaller community that can blossom out into different ways into the bigger community. I mean, you're not, you know, if we're talking WordPress community, every builder, then that's a lot. Every builder and user, then that's exponentially a lot. So I think that you can make small changes and I don't think you should ever say, I'm just going to roll over. And, you know, if I don't think this is right, you know, you don't have to nag and moan and groan on Twitter day after day, but you can find creative and useful ways to try to work towards, you know, if something really, if you think it needs to be changed, I would never say people should back down. No, I, you I, know, unless it's really detrimental to the community, then that's maybe when you want to step back. I, I, a lot of times the, if there are people that rub me a little bit the wrong way and let's honest, be honest. I mean, there are people that do that. It's human nature, right? It's oh, yeah. not what they say is sometimes their approach to it. And I have a lot of experience sometimes working and talking with people because uh, work camp Miami has a lot of media. Like sometimes I would deliberately put people in work camp Miami lineups to offer those opinions. And sometimes it's just their personal nature. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, you know, I, if I run a, if I wanted to write a tell all book just on what I know about certain people on work camp <laughs> Miami, it would be controversial. A lot of people probably wouldn't like me, but that's <laughs> fine. But there are some people that like feel their message is so important. They, it boosts their ego or it boosts their, like they feel like this message is so important. They need to get outside the lines to be able to tell it whether how effective that is or whether that strikes the right chords or not. I mean, Go, you do you, you know, that's not really my, you know, I'm not in charge of, you know, WordPress messaging, but you know, and if you want to, if you feel something is so important that you communicate it, I mean, as long as you're not hurting others, I mean, feel free to give it a shot. Just watch on any reaction or reaction to that. But it's also funny too, that some people, when we talk about the WordPress community, some people says, well, I'm leaving WordPress. I'm leaving the WordPress community or they stop, you know, or stop using WordPress. Oftentimes, in my experience, and this is over 10 years, it's not any particular case, but over the 10 years where people have said that, you still see them on Twitter or you still see them in the WordPress community talking with the same people, almost like nothing ever happened. And right. I, and sometimes I think these people, whether the legitimate reasons or not, you know, they're trying to make a statement that says, I'm leaving WordPress, but they're not really leaving WordPress. To, for no. me, WordPress is the community in of itself, regardless of... Like maybe you're not using the software, but you're pretty much nothing else has changed. So if you're using it to make a statement, whether you're using WordPress or not, congratulations, you made, or maybe you're taking a break, you know, those people that make the big announcements, I'm taking a break from Twitter and they're making a big hoo-ha about it, like maybe celebrities or something like that. And you're like, okay, maybe you'll be back. Okay. You know, once, once it's died down or whatever, but I think some people like to have their cake and eat it too, where like I'm making this big statement but I can't really, or I don't really want to leave the community because there's some good things in it. Yeah, uh, exactly. But and anyways. I think they're trying to stand up there. They, they think that, you know, it gives, it shows the side of their strength. They want everybody to think that, Ooh, yeah, they've been, they're standing up for what they're really, you know, 
they've kind of walked in the talk finally. They've been saying all this, but then, like you said, you see, oh, yeah, they're still floundering <laughs> around. Bit in there. I still see them popping up here and there, and it's like, you know, you're just kind of toned down a little bit maybe. And you know what that is within the right too. They're like I said, oh, however yeah. you want to get that message out is however you do, but I just think that's so interesting that the community of itself is more is stronger sometimes than the software. Oh, it is. It is. And I think that's what most I I agree with you with a lot of people saying, you know, Oh, I'm going to leave the community, but you know, I couldn't quite leave this part of it or this part of it. And they're not saying they're not literally saying that, but they're doing that through actions. You can see that they've gained a lot of great relationships with some people and they can't let go of that. And that relationship in turn still connects them with WordPress. So they, and connects them with the community. So yeah, it's interesting. Human nature is interesting. Yeah. And of course there's always legitimate reasons. Like if there's, if you like you've, People have felt like legitimately they've been neglected, abused, oh, yeah. um, all of that stuff. And that's not really taking care of that part because that's kind of a total different, totally different ballgame. So, yeah. so do you, so here comes our, here comes as we close out this conversation, which has been fantastic, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I we only it. mentioned WooCommerce only a few times. I haven't yeah, said it I, enough for something to like WooCommerce to appear in a mirror or something like that. <laughs> I haven't said it three times probably yet, but here's the two remaining questions I wanted to jam with you about. One, what do you think version four would be? Has it happened? Is it happening now? Or do you think we're not, we haven't seen that yet? You know, that's weird because I know you had warned me that you might ask about that. I do, I do tend to warn people, yes. Yeah, and I, I, I pondered on it a bit and I thought, you know, yeah, maybe I could have some a wish list of what I'd like to see. But, you know, I think it's going to be where this commercial part we've talked about becomes a little bit more leveled out. I, I think four is where we don't get all excited and you know acquisitions no longer are like the biggest news in wordpress they i don't want to say they become everyday normal things and people will still talk about them but i think those moves that we've been making to where we see that it's becoming a bigger thing and i also see that 4.0 is and it's already maybe it is already happening i see a lot of attraction even more so and more visibly from outside businesses, you know, that say, I want a piece of WordPress. I want a piece of WooCommerce. I mean, I get this a lot through conversations and companies that reach out to me, you know, they want to get in on it. They want to get in on the action. So that's almost like, and, and however people view that, you know, whether they view that as positive or negative is not really the point. But I think that it's becoming, people are, companies are being a bit more visible. And I think this will be part of 4.0 is in their interest in WordPress, where it used to be, ooh, WordPress is open source and, you know, it's not that big of a deal and stuff. And now it's like they're flat out saying, hey, we want in. How do we get in? You yeah. Know, we want to be. Well, yeah. We want to be, yeah. Because, because it's like we said, it's a lot about the money, right? They're, right. Exactly. Once you see these acquisitions, I think, you know, like once you start seeing bigger acquisitions, they're taking headlights now in TechCrunch, all these other things. People are starting to, I guess, pay attention. Oh, wow. There is money to be made here. So I'm, yeah. 
I mean, I don't want to, I've been thinking about the same thing and I don't have a year in mind yet. Of course, if I did, I'd yeah. probably, you know, play the lottery or something. But what I see are four potential factors for version four, if you want to call it that. And maybe okay. they all aren't play. One, I think we're in, I think we're, version three still includes the acquisitions craze that we're going through right now. Because I think the acquisitions, if you look back a little bit far enough after Gutenberg, I think launched, to me, it just seemed a lot more common. It's really exploded the last couple of years. I don't think it's over, but I still think we're in the same general time period. Acquisitions were happening before Gutenberg came out, but I think Gutenberg probably has triggered a lot of companies, smaller companies for, to be acquired by hosting companies and others because of the blocks, the themes and all of that. And of course, we're not even going to talk about theme, you know, WordPress themes at all. Or we're not even about WooCommerce or e-commerce. I'm not even going to talk about that stuff because that's mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. But I think if I was to guess what a version four would be, and this is community, this, it's sad because I'm not talking much about the community. I'm just thinking how the community's going to react to these things. And that becomes version four of the community. Outside investments, how we react to that. Outside mm -hmm. investments might mean more people coming in from the outside, even if it's just from a business standpoint, but they would be part of the community. I think, too, it's possible that in a version four, maybe near the end of that, we will see acquisitions maybe become normal, mm -hmm. more normal. But I think we're also going to see market share eventually level off. And that yeah, could be years from now. It's going to be hard to calculate it because they're shutting down Alexa, not that Alexa, the other Alexa, next year. And we don't know exactly how we're going to be able to determine the, the market share metric because we've kind of taken advantage and abused it over the years. But I tend to see a general acquisitions being more of the norm Market share, not as explosive as it used to be because quite it's kind of like Apple. It's kind of, again, I go back to Apple. They were selling iPhones one year that would, their total sales of iPhones for one year would be all of the sales for the previous years combined. And they had that kind of explosive growth. Then it stopped because you couldn't sell that many phones anymore. Yeah. But look at them today. They're doing just fine. They're yeah. doing just fine. So I think that's going to be the way with WordPress. We're going to see market share slow down because quite, far, I mean, whether it gets to 50% or not, I don't care. It could be beyond that. It could be years from now, but eventually the market share has to slow down. And then I'll ask you a question about market share in a second. I think acquisitions norm, market share slows down. We're going to get more, you know, outside investments. We'll see those. And then I think Matt's master plan, maybe. I'm not sure what you would call this. <laughs> His plan of an open web, if you looked at the acquisitions, and I'm not sure if you had to read the piece by David Pierce yet on Matt. On Matt. It was a clickbaity title. It was, can Matt Mullenweg save the internet? Mm -hmm. If you haven't read it, because it basically, folk, you would think, oh, it's a piece about Matt, WordPress, and yes, it is. But it goes along also the acquisitions Automatic has taken over the past couple of years. And individually by themselves, we're like, oh, that's neat. They have this little thing. But if you add them together, Matt is slowly accumulating like a collection of these technologies and these corners of the internet that I think needs to be maintained as open, like a mm -hmm. diary app and a photos on Creative Commons. And there's an analytics statistics company that they acquired that I can't remember the name of, but it's like he's collecting almost one of each or automatic is collecting one of each of everything. And I think that is going to change. Maybe it's making the community more open source minded than WordPress minded, maybe. But I think mm -hmm. there's a cat there. There's going to be some change there, maybe in a version four, maybe a version five, however you want to split it, where we're going to see, like, we're going to be so more fighting for the open source or the open web. And, yeah, Gutenberg, and WordPress right. is just going to be 
part of that. In fact, I think didn't Matt say that Gutenberg is going to be bigger than WordPress? Yeah. Yeah. At the state of the yeah. word. So if I had to guess, yeah. that's my version for, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. And, and the only other thing I'd add, and this is more around the people side of things. I'm really curious that by version four, if we will have a, a bigger turnover in who you really notice in the WordPress space. I mean, we've got all these people that have, you know, kind of are the faces we've, they've been around forever. We've seen them. Is there going to be a new generation and a, a kind of influx of newer people stepping up and taking over the roles in the bigger WordPress community and some of the other people that have been in a while might be at that point in time. And maybe again, we can't guess when 4.0 will start, but will they be stepping back and maybe doing other things with their lives? And it'll be this, you know, this whole new kind of, uh, even though each one has been a generation in its own, that might be a more pivotal generation yeah. with when you look at the kids and what your kids are doing. I mean, what so many of them are doing that they could come in and just, you know, barnstorm the place. Yep. And, well, and us and old people, us old people, <laughs> but you see it like how many, how many original people of the original tech companies are still around? Microsoft, no. Bill Gates is gone. Even his, I can't remember his name now, developers guy is gone. The original owners or starters of Google aren't there anymore. Yeah. All of, In fact, I think an Apple, of course, um, has a leader. They'll probably transition. Like, like the only person left is Zuckerberg, still at Facebook. Everyone else has had one or two leadership changes very recently. Jack is no longer at Twitter. So we're seeing that, but also in the WordPress space, you know, the advanced custom fields, Sandhill development, these people that have been like the starters from day one, they're moving on, whether they're moving on retiring or they're moving on to other projects or other companies and through acquisitions is up for debate or whether as they're doing, but we're seeing the same thing happen in the global tech community. So exactly. So yeah, I, wow, this has been a really deep conversation about community that I didn't think, but it was all because of your all because of your blog post, really. And, and that's really why I wrote it. And I wrote the, I titled it in a question because I thought, okay, this is just a little snap, a snapshot in my brain. And I want people to think about this. And I love that you did this and I love hearing on Slack and hopefully, you know, this might inspire some, some blog posts. Cause I'd love to hear other ideas and stuff. So so it, it did its job, and that, that's what I wanted it to do, get, get people thinking about it. I know I've taken too much of your time already talking about this. Oh, I no, probably promised right. you. It's, it's like, what, what else am I going to do? Am I going to go out? <laughs> no. But I, let me direct you to one last thing. Earlier today, because I don't plan enough far enough in advance for have our conversations, I put up a Twitter poll that's going to run for another two days. So while we've been talking about here, strangely enough, we've had at least 10 people vote on it, and it, it's only been three or four hours since I put the vote up. It's been over 40 votes on it so far, but for a Twitter poll for me, that's on a New Year's Eve, that's pretty good. So I asked, based on your post, where do people feel they belong in terms of what WordPress generation? And we listed the version one, version two, version three, and then whatever, if there's other than reply in the comments. Nobody's replied other yet, so they pick one or two or three. So after 41 votes, let's see, just making sure I got my numbers right. 41 votes. So 39% responded version one. 36% version two. So that's 2010 from 2018. And 24% said to 2018 and above for version three. Mm, interesting. So it's, you know, it's only 40 votes. It, it was more yeah. evenly split between thirds the last time I saw it, but 
you are getting a little bit more slightly older people <laughs> or older versions. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that yeah. was interesting. We'll link to this in the in the show notes as well. So by the time you hear this recording, this poll would have ended long ago. It should be interesting to see what it ends up being. Yeah. Cool. That's fantastic. Was there anything else that we didn't cover about that post you think we, we should have? No, I think we we dove into it deep. Yeah, you know, we killed I, we deep I, dived yeah. and killed it yeah. and buried it and we used <laughs> yeah. every part of the buffalo. Yeah. Bob, it could be because else can say now everybody else can chime in and create their own posts and create their own tweets and, and talk about this. So yeah. Yeah, think, you know, besides yeah. Bob, you're you know, other than my wife, you're the only adult I've spoken to in the last couple of days anyway. So maybe it, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to have a good conversation. We don't have work camps anymore. This is the type of conversations I love to have. Right. At word camps. And it's the parts that, that I miss the most, but we can still do them up to this point. And I'm looking forward to that time where you and I can sit together and talking, you know what? Version three is coming to a close. Yeah. Yep. Or yep. maybe we'll say it probably a year after it's happened. Cause you know, retrospect is Einstein's yeah. 2020. Well, anyway, Bob, yeah. tell us where people can find your version two, but on the web. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Version two best place. I hang out a lot of, on uh, Twitter, you can either Bob WP or at do the woo, depending on what you want to do. Bob WP.com is I've kind of revived that blog. I took all the WooCommerce stuff off and I'm basically just talking about community. So these mm-hmm. kind of little thoughts come to me and that's what I'm going to be putting there. And if you want to, you know, again, WooCommerce, do the woo.io. Okay, great. Yeah. And like I said, check the show notes for this episode. We'll throw Bob's link to his blog post in there, specifically this Twitter poll that I did and a few other tidbits as well. Bob, it has been awesome. Thank you very much for sharing all these thoughts with us. And I really hope this at least brings a couple of ideas and thoughts into people's heads, not just ones that have come into the WordPress community recently, but also the ones that have been around with it since version one, maybe, or version two. We'll see where the poll ends up. Cool. Thanks, Dave. This has been a blast. Thank you.